0: Yeah, dude, this is Steve-O, and you are listening to Dr. Brady Smith on the Drilled Podcast. I'm drilling down, 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 I'm getting deeper, I'm looking round, 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 like a midnight peeper. is the earth's core made of cheese, if I dig straight through on this big Chinese, I got some questions, you got some answers.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Drilled with Dr. Brady Podcast. I am Dr. Brady. we got a really special guest today Uh, in conjunction with one of our previous guests, uh, Shane McElroy. We have the other half of the All In Podcast, a non-dentist like Shane. Uh, Listen, he is the founder of a company called Implant Compare, which is like a live streaming dental education platform. Uh, He's one of the five individuals that created the Dental Influencer Alliance Conference. We'll get into that a little bit. And maybe the most important thing about him, he's expecting a baby. He's an expectant father for the first time, correct? here. here. Yeah? Yes, sir. Baby number one. We got Blake McClellan with us. Blake, say hello. Howdy, howdy. To the the universe. Nice. Or the (laughs) couple hundred people. (laughs) Best for
0: last, though. We know Shane wasn't the best, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, listen. um, uh, it was just a concessionary type of uh <laughs> offer to bring him on. You were the you were the big guns we wanted. You're to bring a charitable
0: on. guy and I, I know what you were doing. Go in ahead. all aspects
1: of life. I just I couldn't I couldn't handle him not being involved and excluded, so we had to get him on too. Uh, a
0: lot of us put the, on our taxes we we do the write off, you know, every t- hour we spend with Shane, we write it off as charitable donations. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Right, on. yeah, that's right. That's right. Um Okay, listen. I met Blake at. Uh, I came. I became familiar with Blake when I attended the Dental Influencer uh, in Dental Influencer Alliance conference. Which uh, is this one or two? oh? That was the first two. time. I missed. Oh. I missed the first one. So there's yeah, only right. been there's only been two conferences. So it's it's very recent. Uh, we'll get into the third one. Has been uh, canceled and possibly postponed. I, I, I don't or know.
0: That's it's non-existent. It was like you know, came and went. It's gone. No, no, we have something coming up. We're doing something online this year.
1: So I listen. I before I went to, I've talked about Dental Influencers Alliance concert uh, conference before, but it's it's uh, it was not what I expected when I attended, and it was super awesome. Uh, because that told you, tells you what I expected. I expected did you something. Do the after
0: party, you were there, right? The after party.
1: I did not. Oh, I flew out before the after party. Uh, that's
0: right. You had to go early.
1: I yeah. left a little early, so I flew out. I had, a, I had a flight out that night, and so I didn't hang out for the after party. Did I miss a lot? Is that that was is, pretty good. Is that is was, that where the magic happens?
0: Yeah, we rented out a nightclub. that had like an upstairs restaurant. We had some uh, fire dancers and stuff like that, and it was it was a lot of fun.
1: I could have been. It was pretty wild. I could have been your fire dancer, Dennis gone wild, everybody. What do you think that looks like? Let's take some pictures and videos of that. Dennis gone wild. Wow, it's at ten o'clock. The non dentists are like, oh, big deal. Dennis gone wild. Um, Okay, so listen, uh, we listen. COVID has ruined uh, everyone's lives. That's just we're gonna put that out there. COVID has ruined the lives of every human being on the planet, basically. (laughs)
0: 20, just the whole year is almost doing it, right? It it is
1: terrible. It is terrible. Actually, my daughter called me upstairs today, and she's like, Dad, there's a huge bug. And I was like, what is it? She's like, I don't know. She's like, it's like an inch and a half long, though. She's 10. I was like, you don't know what kind of bug it is? And uh, and she goes, it's like half ant, half bee. And I was so excited that it was going to be a murder hornet. (laughs) And I go up there, super excited. And, and it was not a murder hornet. It was, it was a wasp. It was a, but the a kind of a long kind, she had never really seen it before where they had like an invisible middle section and just a big old fat stinger looking thing. Oh, yeah. You know, those kind.
0: I, of, I find a few that I thought might've been, you know, I think our, our, uh, hornet stories are turning into uh, like fishing stories, you know, they start out like this and it gets bigger. Right. tell. Yeah. <laughs> it was a
1: big, it was a big bug though. And I was so excited that this is finally my moment. Murder Hornets and still Not yet the ever Not yet. Elu- the ever elusive Murder Hornet. Uh, listen, we got a lot of uh, you know heavy topics that people are talking about, and yeah. I want to I want to start it off with you on a really heavy topic. We're just gonna get right into this, man, and we might we might lose some people. We At might first. we might have hate mail, and we're just gonna be okay with it.
0: Get them by putting my name in the title. So we're talking to probably Shane and Shane's mom, our number one fan, and that's about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I never had a worse hate mail than Shane's mom when uh, Shane was on the episode, because uh, 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 turns out she didn't like Shane's episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not true. Um, all right. Listen, uh, last night I went and bought a half gallon of ice cream from our local grocery store. I got a flavor that okay. I had never heard before. Uh, it looked delicious. It was called Waffle Cone Swirl it, by, our, by, our, uh, by the good folks of Tillamook, which is an okay. o- Oregon-based company. Makes cheese and ice cream. Shout out to the upper left USA. Yep. And uh, so I get this really delicious kind of uh, ice cream home. And, and when you open it up, like half of it's vanilla, half of it's chocolate. And there's these big chunks of uh, chocolate-covered waffle cone. There's some caramel You're swirled right. in there. It's just a real right. good concoction here. And uh, I had a bowl of it last night. It was delicious. Loved it. Uh, I was super excited to dig into it today. At lunchtime, I decided to treat myself to another bowl. And here's what I found. And this is the most troubling thing. This is what I want to talk about. Half the vanilla portion of the ice cream had been dug out nearly to the bottom, only having this, like, cliff of, like, chocolate ice cream with the vanilla basically gone, and there were, like, fork marks in the ice cream where you can tell someone had been digging for gold but instead of gold it's chocolate covered waffle cone bits which is like (laughs) my goodness it's the reason i got the ice cream and we have a problem of this uh type of ice cream mutilation in my family and uh blake i need your advice on what would you do in a situation like this do you have you experienced this kind of uh disgraceful disrespect (laughs) for ice ice cream
0: I got a pregnant wife right now, and um, I have got a, a girl on the way. So, is it a girl? It's a girl. Oh, a girl, girl dad! Oh, my first yeah, was a girl
1: too. Girl Love that. it. Oh, that's the that's awesome. Yeah. So happy so for you.
0: I, I'm anticipating more of it, but yeah, with the pregnancy, uh, there's been some, you know, mystery bowls of uh, cereal being eaten at uh, two a.m. and stuff. But the ice cream has happened. Yeah, it's uh, kind of disappointing too when you expect it and you go in there and you're just like. Oh.
1: Here's the problem with the ice Harvard. cream. Let me tell you the problem. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a connoisseur of ice cream. So the top layer is not where the little bits are. It's, it's, it's in the middle <laughs> layer in the bottom, right? The top layer is just simply vanilla and chocolate ice cream, basically. So my first look. my first bowl is just like basically a couple little chunks, but the chunks are really in, in there. So you got <laughs> to work your way in there. So I, that's why I was super excited to have it. But I would love nothing more than to just take a fork and just... Uh, you know scoop out all the good parts but I'm not an animal I'm not a savage and so I don't do that I wait my turn and I evenly distribute the ice cream into the bowl like a normal person does and I find it later it's been just completely violated and manipulated and I haven't discussed this with my family I know who the culprit is and it's definitely my wife but uh,
0: is it girl family too you said all girls for you
1: No, my first was a girl. I have three younger boys, but they're all young. They're all, they're all, they they don't even, I mean, they can't, they can't even serve themselves their own ice cream. So (laughs) it's, uh, there's only two able-bodied human beings in my, in my family. And I, so I know who it is, but listen, these are the big topics. These are the big questions of 2020. I gotta
0: prepare myself for this stuff. Like I said, it's going to happen more, man. I got another girl entering the house, you know, not just me and the wife. Now she has a culprit she can blame.
1: (laughs) It's terrible. It's a terrible state of affairs. Um. Okay, listen, if you thought if you thought we were going to get deeper than that, then you don't really know my podcast. And yeah. uh, this this is as deep as it goes, guys. Well, no, we go deeper yeah. sometimes. Um, Occasionally.
0: Oh, but we, we can talk about other things, like maybe, uh, you know, who ate the last Oreo, stuff like that, real hot topics right now.
1: Yeah, you know? or if, you know, the, the federal government should pull troops out of Portland, Oregon. That's another hot topic, right? <laughs> it's the ice cream thing and the federal troops in Portland. Those are the two things that really plague me right yeah. now. Those, are part, of, are, those are part of right my now. life,
0: right? Like golly! Oh man! What's, what's an average day at a Starbucks in, in Portland downtown now? You're just like, oh, oh, smoke grenade! Hang on, heads up! <laughs> yeah,
1: smoke grenades and tear gas and uh, uh, oh man! I think uh, <laughs> here we go. I think <laughs> uh, I think they waited. I don't know all the details. I kind of I remember like early in the COVID. Early after the death of George Floyd, it was constant protesting. And it was like, but it,
0: it was worse than you guys, right? In the sense of like the protests and size, right? Like uh, like being, getting out of hand, in a sense. Like there's a looting, yeah, and, stuff
1: looting like and rioting that. definitely occurred. Yeah. I'm not sure to what extent, and to be quite honest with you, I don't even know who to believe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who's. I feel like everyone's trying to manipulate me. And then at my defense. Is just to say, screw everybody. You're all, you're all messed up, and I'm just gonna have no opinion on this because I don't believe anything that anyone's telling me. So I don't know if the rooting, the looting, and the writing was bad. I assume that any ro- looting and writing is bad, and I know that happened to some extent. But it's, sometimes it's downplayed by certain sources, and sometimes it's upplayed by certain sources. So are the truth got is got to be somewhere in the middle, somewhere. Yeah. Right.
0: It's funny you say that. You know, I've had a lot of conversations with. Friends on all, all different aspects. And I say different side of the fence, but I think we're all sitting on the fence, really. But, it, it, you know, there needs to be like a middle news network. Like, there needs to be just raw, no opinion, just raw as it happens, like kind of AP press type deal where yeah. it comes out and told because I think that's where it's now been gamified. Like, the news, the media, and all of it, it's just, it's just,
1: it's got to be, just, yeah.
0: Yo yoing. And now it's just not even enjoyable. It's scary. We canceled. We, we actually canceled like all live TV service over this. We really? just went to all- and stuff.
1: It's like, it would have to be an organization that, uh, doesn't make money from more views. Like that, right. like but that is, wh- that is what we get this manufacturing of like, uh, hate and divisiveness and rage where it's like, that's the most primal emotion. So we want to enrage people. This is the kind of, this is how we spend. That's how, that's how these news organizations kind of, uh, devolve into, like a WWE type of uh, platform, right? It's like it's yeah. like not much different than like Ric Flair and Macho Man Randy Savage being pinned against each other, and one's a villain and one's a good guy, and one yeah. the, the good guy wears the American flag. Picking
0: that situation, just just so the audience knows who oh. are you picking
1: them. Uh, it's Macho Man, it's Macho Man, all day, every day.
0: You know what? So are we gonna a have a problem boy. here? And I met him on a flight uh, from a dental conference, I think in New York or something. I
1: you got to meet him. Macho m- man? With
0: Randy, Sa- oh, I mean, uh, Rick Flair. Rick uh, Flair. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I got to meet him. Uh, you know, he, he was actually, I just saw him like a couple days prior to soccer match. He did like the hammering of the nail at the Atlanta United game and then randomly on my flight. And he had his ringtone as his phone was Ric Flair drip. So no. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Really cool, man. I, I got love for him.
1: Yeah, listen, he seems pretty cool. I love it when people can kind of own their character. Like they know they were a character, and that's then they own that, and they don't want to get away and from that. You know, he didn't
0: look angry about it. Like he just he loved taking photos of people and stuff. He was just happy to be alive. Man. I love that's it. I cool. love it.
1: Well, listen, that did devolve into some actual serious content for a second there. So let's get the hell out of that uh, Ooh, pit trap, scary. right? Um, I wanted to know. I <laughs> I've always wanted to know this, and I've had I've had Ben Johnson on the program, uh, but I didn't ask him this. I wanted to know how did dental influences influence alliance. Or, um, how did it? What's the what was the inception of, of that? Was it one person's I, idea who goes and and gets? Because you're one of five individuals that kind of was were like the governing board of creating that conference, which I thought yeah. was an amazing conference, and I I would Thanks. attend. I don't. Uh, I don't attend very many conferences and by many, I mean like none really, except for like yeah. general influencer. The DIA was like, you know, my first one in a very, very long time. I, it was super enjoyable. And I love that kind of new kind of modern, you know, the music, the music waiting up for the, uh, the first, oh, uh, yeah. was like Drake was playing and it was not, <laughs> it was not censored. And, uh, I was like,
0: the AV guys were really like, dude um do you want us to send you know this is we're playing some rap and hip-hop and stuff and um you know is this okay and we're like yeah why what's wrong I'm like um this would never be okay in any of the dental conferences we've done <laughs> dr what?
1: brady's getting uh really offended there in the corner by himself <laughs> uh, he's fuming mad about the curse words of being said no it was fine it was great it was it was refreshing actually to be like okay this sets the tone let's go crazy let's let's go nuts yeah here. So, it,
0: you know, it started, I think, with Instagram, I think, started us all kind of thinking about dentistry differently. Okay. I think, um, you know, I'm not a dentist, but I came in the situation as a, on the business side, and I was excited about it because the model sucked, man. As a rep side, you're going and knocking on doors all day, getting treated like crap and buying lunch for people that probably don't even care to buy your product Yeah, time, yeah. Right? So it was just, and then, then you go to these conferences, and it was just like, you know, go to dinner, go hang out at a bar, and then pass out, and do it all over again, but... So Ray and I were out one night having some tequila and tacos after a live surgery and uh
1: And Parey for those who don't know Ray is a uh, uh what's his full name Payman,
0: Doctor Payman Racy.
1: Payman Payman Racy he's also one of the five kind of founders of this conference and he's a very Correct. skilled very skilled uh surgeon.
0: Well yeah, he's um he's out of Nashville and in and a good buddy of mine just a good friend and we were hanging out, you know, we we're doing our usual tequila and tacos thing and I said, you know, someone should do a conference around this, like Instagram thing. This should just this should happen. I was like, but, you know, someone's gonna mess it up. Someone will do it and then bastardize it, like they do everything in dentistry. And so, we we kind of just sat there, and he was like, man, Habibi, you gotta, you know, you're you gotta be the business guy to make this happen. And I'm like, yeah, but this is this isn't something I can do on myself. This is no way. We need to get some creative minds together and come up with this concept. And so, just the initial spark from came from me, and then I, you know. Payman and I, you know, reached out to a few people and built this like team of gasoline and dude, it was crazy. The ideas that came out of it. Um, and, and that's was, you know, the byproduct was, uh, DIA and it was just something we wanted to focus on as the experience. Didn't focus on profits at all, which probably may be a mistake, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it was just like, you know, what, if I'm going to do this and I want to, I want to enjoy my job, you know, I've been, I was doing like 30 conferences a year. I hated it. Yeah, and I couldn't imagine what the dentists felt like because they were just being herded into classes from time to time. So, I, you know, I've been to some tech conferences and they're fun. They're a lot of fun. You know, there's other outside uh, our industry. They're actually enjoyable. You know, um, so yeah, we try to make the interactions with brands less uh, rigid and lots of booze and some yoga in the morning and some good beats. Yeah, I missed, and, I missed know, the
1: yoga. I missed the yoga class. I'm
0: yeah, most do. But heart, I, you know, what heartbroken about that? I've made it two years in a Did row. Did you go?
1: Did fresh. you go to that?
0: Here's, I, oh yeah. Last one to bed. First one up, baby. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Good for you, dude. No, you were running around like crazy. And you were one of the ones I was like, man, I really want to stop and chat with him. But every time I saw you, you were like zipping back and forth. It must've been like, it couldn't have been relaxing. I want to say maybe not even fun, but, uh, I mean, it's like, cause you're not the... until
0: the party till I know that the, the first bottle is open and everybody's happy and drinking at the at the exit party. Yeah. I
1: relax. There, there you it. go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I missed that part. I. it looked like it was an amazing conference the whole time I was sitting there thinking, this is awesome. Like, uh, this is really cool. Um, super cool vendors were there too. And I don't know if those were different types of vendors than what you normally see at conferences. Probably a lot of similarities there. I, I'm sure. But,
0: um, yeah. we, we sought out, Certain ones, uh, a few, you know, I think kind of dropped the ball this year that were, um, you know, I think that just miss, big companies miscommunicate on like what it's about. Yeah,
1: especially new still, idea. Like, new ideas are like so hard.
0: Yeah, and it's hard to get approved and, and done. And so you see everybody that was there was so excited to be there, you know, that rep the company, right? And they're like, yeah. oh, this be a lot- and they do some really cool stuff. Um, but, you know, 3M did a cool little shooting game. Uh, Bisco yes. had an air pong table, you know. and yeah. Some of the really go all in, and it was fun. I mean, that that's what we like to see. What was The one had a VR headset, too. You could do surgery.
1: That was cool. Yeah. No, it was super awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so what's the future for, for DIA? Because I know DIA 3.0 was canceled, and that came out, uh, oh, a few months ago. And I was super sad uh, to hear that, but there might be some kind of virtual replacement, or maybe not. Tell me, what's the future yeah, hold for we're, Dia? we're
0: try to do like a virtual experience where um, we kind of we played around with some stuff with Zoom with Implant Compare when um, it first started. COVID first started hitting, we all started getting the quarantine stuff. Just some like virtual happy hours. We did, um, yeah. you know, some hands-on stuff, and different things. And so, what we're going to do is try to take a little bit of dia and just digitize it from even doing yoga to doing hands-on doing live maybe a live surgery maybe doing some uh, and then doing a bunch of webinars of course too but i think the whole webinar thing's kind of played out so you want to make it not just a webinar thing because there's just so much of that right now so yeah we'll do a lot of different stuff like that and then we're going to do like regional meetups so we'll make these separate zoom links for people to do kind of regional meetups and meet people in their area and you know maybe we'll do like a cocktail recipe or something for them but we're going to try to make it where it's it encourages you to be engaged so it's more of an experience you know mm-hmm. i did i did this thing on fortnite it was a travis scott concert i think or something like that or diplo anyways oh
1: i think i heard about this it's
0: really cool i wanted to check out what they were doing this cuz i think live concerts and stuff like that we're going to have to be creative with this stuff
1: yeah now. for sure
0: you're in your avatar, you're bouncing around, and you're mingling with all these people, and you're watching this live concert in front of you, and I think that's pretty cool. So I think that as long as we keep it very interactive, we can still adapt to these circumstances. But yeah. we'll be back for year four, Twenty twenty is a wash. I'm going to put an asterisk by it.
1: And- and, uh, Tony Robbins just did something. I follow him on Instagram, and Tony Robbins has these huge— yeah. these huge. Uh, uh, it's like a old-school pe- Pentecostal revival— type of f- vibe <laughs> that you get. You've
0: yeah, got like 100 TVs all lined up, you
1: know. Well, like, I'm talking about a normal Tony Robbins event because the normal oh, Tony oh, like oh, I have yeah. friends that have gone to these events and it's like I see videos of themselves and it's like I don't even, I don't know what they tell these people to get them so freaking excited about their life, dude. But he does something. He has some power to energize people that yeah. I'm not even, it's supernatural what the way he does that because I see people that I know and they're going nuts and they're dancing and there's music and it's like a rave and oh, yeah. uh hands in the air, like screaming, hooting, hollering. And then he's trying to do a virtual one where like he's standing in the center and it's this crazy setup. Go check out Tony Robbins' Instagram, guys.
0: Yeah, well, I've been watching the, the TVs. He's got that T V wall set up where he's like interacting with people Dude, it's like
1: Matrix style. I don't even yeah. I mean the setup alone. He's it, a black
0: belt in Zoom now. Um he's level black
1: belt. Man, yeah. So he he not- sure is. Uh and uh <laughs> and I still think you have the same level of energy being infused through the internet waves to these individuals who are participating via zoom. And, uh, I guess the idea is you go to one of these events and your eyes and mind are open to what your next step is and how to, how to realize your, your, your goals and your dreams. And that's kind of the, that's kind of what he opens up for people. I'd like to attend one at some point.
0: I'd like to do, um, I'd like to do one, you know, like I think that I, I th- those kind of experiences are, you know, you just can't replace It's a feeling, right? I mean, we can all go to a conference, shake hands, you know, all that stuff. But yeah. now, I mean, with all these new standards changing, you're going to have to bring your event has to be very rich in order for someone to, you know, take the, I guess, risk or consequences and everything else right now, you yeah. know, and for sure, I don't know anybody in dental is really doing much. I think there's only going to be about two or three events. If that this year, from what, what, I saw. what
1: events are still on? Do you know I want,
0: say serona was still on doing something um mm-hmm. and then
1: um is it the yankee conference is that the one that's gonna, uh, gonna the
0: i know greater new york it's funny they all were hitting everybody up for money like oh you don't you'll don't need your deposit back from this year you know well, you can drill it into next year and i think uh everybody was trying to but they've all kind of backed out now mm-hmm. given these new numbers and stuff but uh yeah, yeah I and mean, now a lot of courses are going on but not
1: yep. a lot of. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, All right, here's the thing. Uh, let's switch gears here. I got another question for you. You are Shoot. not a dentist. Yep. So I want to ask you. Uh, did you? At what point did you like get introduced to dentistry as like I want to be involved in dentistry from a non-dentist perspective? Uh, you know, hooking up like right now, Implant Compare is a cool platform because this is a platform, and you kind of. Uh, spearheaded this at the beginning. I know you have limited involvement now, but yep. at, at the beginning it was all you and you were you were basically filming live surgeries, allowing dentists... So, so for those who are listening to this who don't know, dentists pay thousands and thousands of dollars to go fly somewhere where a live surgery event is going to take place and to watch it in person, maybe even have the chance to perform a live surgery or part of a live surgery themselves. Um, and they pay thousands and thousands of dollars for that advantage. So with your platform, Implant Compare, it's kind of like, uh, I, you know, guys like me, I can go in my bed and eat potato chips and be a better surgeon and, and, uh, yeah. and make a, make, you know, while I'm being a slob at the same time, which is, I mean, obviously fantastic. So, you know the, so the when did you, when did you decide like dentistry? This is a, this is a niche because I like what you've done as a, from a from a dentist perspective as a non dentist, I like a lot that you've done, and I think it's really kind of cool to watch you and what you're what you're doing.
0: Thanks, man. No, yeah. it you know, it was um, I kind of fell into it. I was selling asphalt, basically. I, I had kind of I dropped out of college and um, was just selling asphalt, kind of resealing pavements and Smart stuff. Smart right move,
1: man. Smart move. Yeah,
0: the much easier opportunity. No. We're gonna do
1: a we're gonna do a, a conspiracy theory uh, episode, uh, which is gonna involve college is a scam and the moon landing. We'll get that to later. <laughs> Keep going. Go ahead.
0: I'm grateful now. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Yeah. No, I, I I just was bored there, you know, and and um I want to see more real life experience and business stuff. So I started this with a buddy and um was just helping him out and and gave me some get me going and then um basically it was at a nightclub one night and ran into a buddy whose son or his dad was an oral surgeon and his brother had a business in the medical field, mostly in oral surgery equipment. So I started with him like basically living out of my car, selling this stuff, uh, heart monitors out of my trunk and, uh, slept in like Walmart parking lots and stuff. It was a lot, man.
1: But that's cool.
0: Somehow I just kind of sifted through and ended up more on the dental side. Um, and, got really annoyed with the model about like just spending my Sunday sitting around listening to something about sutures or whatever, you know, like God, yeah. it's boring. There's a football game on it's terrible.
1: It's terrible. And
0: yeah. I, I just didn't get it, man. And we were all watching the screen. Like when you do a live surgery, you're not seeing it. You're actually peeking over someone's shoulder trying to see it for yeah. maybe five, minutes. unless you're doing it, you're not really seeing it. So I didn't understand why you had to fly to do that. So we started it's, it's
1: interesting you should mention football, because I feel the same way when I go to a football game. I would rather watch a football game on TV because I feel like I see more of the yeah. like because it's filmed from like a bajillion different angles. Like I can see what happened. Like when I'm there in person, I'm like, what happened? I got to wait for the call and then just accept it. I can't like see it and scream at the TV like I'm used to. and and sure. and, 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 you know, try to start imaginary fights with the referees. Because I can't see, what, I actually can't see what's going on. So I think that's a really interesting concept. Where it's like, maybe it's possible that videoing it and watching a video of it is actually more beneficial than even like a lot. Depending on where your seat is in the house, yeah, it, it might be better to not. Not be there in person. It might be better to actually watch a, watch a video of it. I think we've that's done interesting. we
0: a lot, actually. You know, we've had these guys. We're getting these ORs. And, like, we're, we're doing orthognathic surgery and stuff, too, a lot. And
1: yeah. the,
0: the reps and everything are just standing there watching our screen, uh, the preview screen, because it's just a better view. And so we're actually right now working with a couple of Fortune 500 companies right now on – Helping them do in the medical space um, on helping them do live surgery and virtual representation because COVID has hit them very hard. Yeah. And so there's a huge need right now to be virtually present in an operatory. So we're um, being able to access and learn it without going in person because, I mean, look, how are we teaching how to do spine implants right now? You know what I mean? Learning continues all the time. Who's learning that right now? Yeah.
1: Let's make it clear. I don't do spine implants. Uh, uh, <laughs> dentists should not be doing spine if you're at a dental office and they tell you, you need spine implants you should not go to that dentist let's just be clear yeah, about that. if
0: they, they take off your pants you're probably not the right, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> right. Um, oh, what's
1: that what's that meme with that guy who's <laughs> dropped his pants and says what do i need a cough now and the guy the guy goes uh like, like he's like edward i'm your dentist pull your pants up <laughs> I, I I botched it. I botched it.
0: All right. Oh, you can post it now to redeem yourself. Now you just got to find it. You got to find
1: it now. Yeah. It's really funny. Okay. So then you go, so you got involved with, with dentistry and kind of a dental niche. So here's what I want to know as a non-dentist that now you go to the dentist, like how do you judge a good dentist now with all your knowledge and experience of dentistry? Versus before you had all this, like what what were the things that influenced where you would go, like where you would uh, uh... age
0: and people I trust and know, um, okay. you know, and my business partners, wife's a dental hygienist, so she's been my hygienist and stuff. So, I mean, you know, there I, I do don't I don't like going to this nearly as much as I probably should. And I'll tell you that much. I, I try to avoid it as much as I can. Um, me too. I'll, me too. <laughs> it's terrible. So much how the hot dog is made. You see, like mm. there's bad in every industry, right? Like just even on the airlines or anything, right? There's bad pilots. There's and yep. you, so when you see and you get jaded, you're like, oh, man, I don't want to take that risk. But fortunately, I have a lot of, again, my business partner's dad's an oral surgeon. His wife's a hygienist. So I I have a dental network that you know I've known well, and years.
1: you've you've witnessed surgery. I mean, you've witnessed more surgeries than lots of dentists have witnessed. I mean, like you've, okay. you you, you are, you are more uh, out there than lots of, I mean, dent, dentistry is an island profession. And when I say that, what I mean is like, dentists can like put their blinders on like a horse does and just do their dentistry in their office, never attend a conference, never watch a webinar, never watch a YouTube video, never talk yeah. to another dentist, never go to another dental office, never interact at all with colleagues within their profession. And they can spend why their entire is, career doing that
0: why is it why is it such an alienated industry why is everybody so independent do you think it's like because they're independent business owners too and everything that they just have to be so self-reliant or
1: that's an interesting why, question'
0: them kind of guarded in a sense in, in, yeah I, know, I love like,
1: that question because I I think about that a lot too part of it is um uh we're we're competitors yeah right? so dentistry doesn't work like medicine where' So here's the thing. Uh, dentistry, and you can say, a lot of people argue with this, dentistry is a commodity. It's paid for by the individual. So that's different than medicine, where medicine, as a patient, I never actually like pay my doctor, right? The money that a doctor makes doesn't come from their patient directly, right? Where dentistry, sure. for the most part, it does. It comes. Precisely from that from that patient. So, all dentists compete. We all compete, uh, okay. and I, and I think the competition is uh, you know this is why you got dentists when you when when one of our patients goes to another dentist that dentist says all your crowns are crap they're terrible You got to redo all your fillings I got to I got to do it right uh, and there's a lot of infighting within dentistry probably because of the competition but I think the competition is what makes dentistry more like financially accessible for a lot of people because it's like a truly capitalistic model where a lot of people think medicine is capitalistic, but I don't think it truly is. I think it's more, it's more socialistic to me than it is capitalistic.
0: It's consolidating a lot. I mean, we're seeing a lot of consolidation in both. I think post COVID too, we're going to see a different face of both sides. Like. I I I forecast that dental will get really small with the side with the DSOs like taking advantage of people just saying all right I'm out. Yeah.
1: No, it's um, true. It's 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 a little. And so
0: you're right. It it is different. It's totally different. I mean, you have to you have to sell. You selling is a term that they are using in dentistry quite often.
1: Yeah. So no matter what you say. Dentistry, I know I, I get in trouble for this because you say dentistry is a commodity. Well, no, it's healthcare, and healthcare is not a commodity. It's a right, and human beings have a right to healthcare. Well, here's the thing the things you have, well, this is my opinion. The things you have rights to are things that everybody needs kind of equally, right? Everyone needs food, everyone needs water, everyone needs shelter. Easy to call those rights. No one really disagrees with that. But the thing is, healthcare is this thing where eh, some people need a lot more than others. Uh, Dentistry is the same. Some people need a lot more dentistry than other people need. Some people can go the majority of their life without ever really needing healthcare, right? Without, without ever really having that need. So it's really hard to call it a right when it's like, well, you don't need it to live. A lot of people don't. Some people that need healthcare are definitely responsible because of their own decisions and behaviors for the healthcare that they need. Not everybody, obviously, But that's a very interesting dynamic that I think uh, uh, I I think that's an important topic for the conversation. Is that some people healthcare just isn't needed by everybody in the same amount? So I have a hard time calling that a right, especially because of then the political argument is always, well, it requires a doctor's, it requires you to force a doctor to work on you. Then so I have a problem calling it a right. Where dentistry is like it's it's very clearly selling your I mean, because a dentist actually has to know the prices. A dentist has to actually like deal with the patient's money. And so you're having that you have that transaction. And so you have to create value because people don't understand the value of a root canal. So I have to create that value. And that's a sales tactic. It happens sure. to be something you actually need. So it's kinda okay. But it is definitely a sales tactic which a
0: reality, though. Like a lot of it's pain I would assume and a lot of it's cosmetic, right? It's either Mm-hmm. I want to look better, or I want to feel better because the pain's bad right now. Just get the tooth out, whatever it is. But definitely, functionality improvement. How, do you see? I mean, I guess that's orthodontics. I guess no, that's more aesthetics too. Um, should think like how many of those cases are really about like medical need of, you know. Uh,
1: well, listen. You my my opinion is ninety nine percent of dentistry is not necessary. Yeah. Okay. It, it could wait. I mean, it depends on how you qualify that uh, dentistry. You know, life-threatening dentistry that yeah, does sure. that does exist. It's super rare, yeah, but it's out there, and that like represents like less than one percent of needed uh, needed dentistry. Dentistry. That's
0: why dentists kind of served as a, a uh, as a victim to COVID with this? You guys were kind of like an afterthought with everything.
1: Oh yeah, like well, if, like half, of, really half Yeah, half of what we if, do is like cosmetic, if, and half of what we do is like I would say essential. I just said 99% of what I do is not essential, uh, but like, yeah, you're uh, have it, more, but it, it, it depends on, there's differing like definitions, I guess. Like I was talking about life threatening, right, but right. there's toothaches, which are life crippling and life, right. Uh, you know, uh, impeding. You can't live functionally with a toothache. So you, we, well, ought, we ought to get see, that taken care of. So like, we, well, two
0: out of, uh, one out of every three patients in the hospital was for dental pain or something like that, or the emergency room. Dude, Do you know that? that? Do yeah, you
1: know I—I'll tell you this, man. And I—I've w- been preaching this before, pre-COVID. Fifteen to, uh, so I started my my career in Pueblo, Colorado. Oh, hopping Place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Actually, we did really, very well. I lived in Colorado Springs, and I commuted to Pueblo, oh, which no, is like thirty-five uh, miles south. So we started figuring out, man. early in my career, I was like, there's so many people who come to us after they've gone to the ER. And to me, as a new, you know, piping fresh dental student, uh, now I'm a dentist, that was like something I never heard of. I talked to my, you know, experienced partners. One of my partners was 10 years into his career. My other partner was 22 years into his career. And I was like, is this normal? They're like, oh, yeah, definitely. So I called the ER. And I said, how much dental do you see? And that specific ER clinic, a hospital, one of the major hospitals in Pueblo, Colorado, said about 20%. And I Holy. said, one in five people are there because their chief concern is a toothache? And they're like, yeah, about that. And I was like, Is well, it just to get
0: narcotics, or is it that they expect to get their tooth pulled at the ER?
1: You know, this, this is—, or, an, this well, is yeah, this the is way. an onion, man. This is layers. This is like, yeah. this is a problem with accessibility. This is a problem with, well, it's free to go to the ER and going to a dental office is super expensive. So you got that aspect. You got the idea that maybe, yeah, maybe they're just looking for pain, um, pain pills, uh, po- possibly. I don't think that's it, though. I think people just legitimately, they have a toothache and they, they're having, it's an emergency. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly painful. So they go yeah. they go there, not, not realizing that the dentist is actually where you're going to get permanent relief. So I remember telling that ER clinic, just refer to us if you want. And they're like, whoa, a dental office has never called us to, uh, to ask for referrals. And we accepted, we accepted state insurance. So a lot of these are like state patients. They're on, under state insured uh, medical and dental. Uh, and so that is another thing where it's really difficult because lots of dentists don't accept that. So they are paying out of pocket, which is uh, a lot of money to, the, to most of these people. Sure. So it's super interesting, and actually, as I moved to Washington State, I remember calling the ER clinics here and seeing, you know, the different. And it's about the same. Different ER clinics are different, but there was one up in Longview, Washington, which is a little north, a little more rural than Vancouver, Washington, and they told me forty percent. Forty percent was toothaches. Forty percent, or forty yeah, percent, was dental.
0: Part of the healthcare system, but you know, like I said, it, COVID—it was an afterthought, and I wonder yeah. how much of that inundation came from just. That could have been prevented in a time when they needed to be kind of more efficient. But uh, yeah, I,
1: right. So that's that's one of the reasons why I stayed open the whole time was because uh, my contribution was not. I don't know how to. I'm not a virologist. I'm not a. I'm not an MD. That's you not injected my
0: Lysol too, right? You also tried that out, right in my birth
1: butt, birth. right in my butt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Lysol injected right into the gluteus maximus uh, was uh, yeah. That's why I haven't had COVID. It,
0: yeah. That's what do I do not choose. try to get home kids. <laughs> this time we need to be clear and transparent on all messages. Uh
1: I did I did uh really consider trying to get my hands on some hydroxychloroquine. Uh no. I know was, some
0: people in dental that did. I mean listen,
1: it was being touted as like this miracle drug and I didn't want to get I don't want to get well, COVID.
0: In, in like February, I knew dental people getting it because they were getting it. They were hearing about it in China and stuff like, OK, I'm going to go ahead and get some of this just in case this thing gets real. I mean, none of us expected this to get out to this level. No, so absolutely
1: just, not. No, it's I mean, like and I don't know the answers, man. I, I uh, and, and again, it's hard to know what's real, what's not real. Now it's so political. Everything has a motivation underneath a motivation underneath another motivation. So it's, it's we,
0: like Groundhog's Day. And, and I feel like Bill Murray all of a sudden, but it's yeah. just not as of a nice clampy town, it's just now just chaos. Uh,
1: yeah, that's true. So, uh, you know, back to the you know the ER stuff, man. Like uh, it's uh, uh, we we stayed open, and I had patients calling me. It was like it was like that scene in Forrest Gump when uh, uh, <laughs> all the shrimp boats were destroyed by the storm, and they're the only ones <laughs> left. <laughs> Because everyone's <laughs> out, man. Everyone's out of commission.
0: We started bu- bubble gum shrimp Bubblegum Shrimp Company. Bubblegum Shrimp
1: Company, man. No, it's like, it's, it's exactly like, it was exactly like that. Because I started getting calls from people like crazy. Like, my dentist closed. They're like, come on in. So we stayed super busy fielding only emergencies. We stopped doing cleanings. Stopped yeah. doing any kind of cosmetic stuff. And we we're just doing basically root canals and extractions all day long. Still seeing 20 to 25 patients a day. I called the hospitals. I said, if you got any toothaches, I'm open. You know, keep them out, keep them out of your ERs. And that really, I think it helped. I think they were, they were super appreciative of that. And we got tons of referrals from them because other so dentists were of closed.
0: Well, through this thing, cause they had PPE, they had a source to get more and, and, and they, um, they were, you know, they did emergencies. They had advertising already in those markets and stuff for that stuff. So all of a sudden they just started getting overwhelmed because everything else shut down. Yeah. And a lot of them stayed pretty busy through that, doing those emergency surgeries.
1: Uh, yeah, it's exactly right. Oh, it's okay. So we don't, you know, who knows, who knows what's going to come from all this. It's crazy. Uh, I do hope DIA is back on the map at some point. Uh, 2021,
0: better need, faster, all that stuff.
1: Listen, if you, I was, before I heard the news, I was going to contact you. I don't know if you were the guy who was in charge. I was going to say, listen, if you need a speaker for free, I would love to talk about charitable service for free on the plat, on the platform. And, uh, and, uh, didn't get that opportunity, man, but I would have, I would have offered that or we're putting some
0: stuff together for this year. This digital one's going to be cool, but I think we're going to do some podcasting in between stuff, maybe with some different podcasts. Um,
1: yeah, good. I'm going
0: to try to be creative with it, but cause dude, I, we need like distractions right now. That's what we need. Oh my gosh. We need some, we need some, some fun stuff to do, you know, like concerts, Sports, something.
1: We were talking about this in our pre-chat, Blake and I. And live music is, uh, oh man, it's like a, it. you think about live music. and It's like I think of it now. I know it's only been like four months, but I think of it now like when I was a kid, and I used to have to check movie times by looking at the newspaper. Like it's like it's like such a nostalgic thing for me already. And it's only been like four or five months, but I already think about like live music is like that was. It was a different time. It was a different time.
0: What was the last band you saw?
1: Who? Uh, we go to concerts pretty regularly. Uh, the last band I saw, uh, crap, I can't remember. I can't remember. It was. Uh, I went to a Killers concert last year. That was pretty yeah, sweet. I, what else did I go, go to? Um, ugh, can't. I can't remember. We had a Dumped ton. It. We Dumped had a ton lined it. up. <laughs> We had a ton lined up, man. We had these this country yeah. music this country music uh, uh thing that was like you could buy like four concerts with a bundle and it was like Tim McGraw, Brad Paisley, uh oh, Keith nice. Keith Urban and like someone else. And the and then that got cancelled. Uh Weezer was going on tour with um Fallout Boy and Green Day.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Uh, I saw Green Day it,
0: Blink and Jimmy Eat World back when I was like Oh, that's good or something like
1: that. That's good. That's a good one. So that got canceled. And, um, oh, I can't remember. Anyways, we always, uh, yeah, concerts are big, man. I love going to concerts. I
0: miss them, man. I miss the live music. There's nothing better.
1: I was thinking the solution might be Indian reservations. Now stay with me here. I'm rolling. It's a sovereign nation. Indian reservations are under their own laws. So if they opened it up, you could potentially have an event because it's like it's like it's essentially they're under, they're not under yep. the federal laws of the United States. They're not governed by the federal government. They're under their own. They're not governed by the state government at all. They're a sovereign nation. When you go into an Indian reservation or an Indian Indian land, it has signs. And there's lots of them in here in Washington that says now under Indian law or like tribal tribal law. I think that's what it says. We-
0: think we should get some some people involved in this so, this I, be real. so cool, i'm thinking
1: right? you know you got uh, uh, comedy shows and concerts and outdoor events that maybe maybe uh, you know they'll do it
0: do a do a do an, uh, concert make this happen man you yeah know, go, you to, go
1: to, go to Indian reservations to a, a I'm gonna, gonna get hate like mail it. for that because people are gonna say well you're missing the point is that you can't have it because it's dangerous for people I know well
0: we can end out n 95s at the door, you know. Just put on a mask. Ma- I'll
1: mask up to go see a concert or a comedy show, man. I'll mask up for that.
0: Absolute, I would glove up and mask up. Face shields, I got to hazmat suit, <laughs> mean, dude. Yeah, it's hazmat suit. Live music back. Uh, you know what? Whatever we got to do.
1: I I think I could definitely see you in a hazmat suit, just getting just getting down and dancing, man. I break
0: it down. I think, like, you, would. You, know,
1: I think you would. I think
0: you would. Have you seen this flight type PPE where it's like the contagion type thing? Where yes. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd show up in that I'm with the with, with
1: the hose that goes to the back of the of the yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's great. That's great stuff, dude. It would
0: be an awkward concert. This would be fun.
1: Listen, we've we've said it all. We've talked about everything yeah. that there is that we could possibly uh, have any knowledge about, and a few things that we have zero asked, knowledge about.
0: Oh, worth no passcode. I was I was anticipating this passcode the whole time. And
1: oh, thank you for the reminder. Yes, let's do this. Uh, we got to do our secret word. So thank you for the reminder, Blake. I appreciate that. Um, it runs you, this podcast. You do. Uh, <laughs> you do. Apparently <laughs> not me. Uh, okay. So we got a secret word of the day. Uh, Blake's going to honor us with a secret word. Once you hear this word, first person to email this word, to drilled podcast at gmail.com will win 500 big ones towards any dentistry that I offer at my office in the campus, Washington area. And if you don't need it yourself, you can gift it to someone who might. So it's kind of, a, it's a giftable uh, re- well, re- reward. Uh, Blake, you got an idea? You've been th- I know you've been thinking about it all day long.
0: Uh, yeah, so I had a few, but I'm going to go keep it simple with the backdrop here. America.
1: America. The Love it. America. And, and it. extra bonus points if you spell America with a U. So it's like America. Then well, you get bonus well, points. I
0: was actually gonna say America, but then it would be some confusion there. So you know, we don't want to
1: we don't want to trigger anyone. That's a triggering <laughs> word for people.
0: This, this beard just says it all. I mean, it just says it like, says you know. that,
1: or it says like you're like a Ted Kaczynski Unabomber type of guy. Uh, it could be boss. <laughs>
0: well, I, my hey. wife likes. It, that's what worries me.
1: Let's. Oh, really? Wow. Let's end yeah. this on a funny story. Uh, I have a very funny Unabomber story. This was one time <laughs> when I was. Um, there are, there are three times, someday I'll do a podcast, but I got sent to the dean's office in dental school three times for disciplinary reasons. And this was one of the times I got sent to the dean. This was the third of the three instances. So we get we get in this elevator. It's, it's University of Pacific. It's in San Francisco. Super liberal city. The uh, administration of the dental school is very liberal. I'm kind of conservative, but I'm not really super political. So it's not like, a, I'm not like, whatever. Uh, it's fine. And uh, it was 2007, 2008-ish, so the Unabomber story was not, like, super old. It was kind of fresh. Let's just remind the viewers, Unabomber was Ted Kaczynski, an old white male uh, who, has a bla- uh, who, has a, who has a beard that looks like Blake's beard, uh, and wore these big—they did a sketch of him, and he's wearing a hoodie, and he has these uh, aviator sunglasses on, right? So I walk into the elevator— And there's this student who's uh, a friend of mine, uh, and he's in my class, and his name is Manu, M-A-N-U, Manu. And he's wearing a hoodie, and he's wearing aviators. He is uh, of Middle Eastern descent. And I say to him, what's up, (laughs) Manu-ma-bomber? And the (laughs) dean of ethics is in the elevator (laughs) And I'm just try- I just thought it was funny because I thought he looked like the Unabomber and I had like it was like everyone was a gasp in the elevator. They're like, <gasps> uh. and I was like, so what? It also it's on the cusp of like 9-11, obviously. And so that was the and so I looked at everyone and in the elevator, I could tell everyone was offended. Everyone was mad. And I go, uh, the Unabomber was white, guys which I guess like made people even more mad at me, like telling them that that's you know, the facts of the matter and that it was just a reference to the hoodie and the aviator sunglasses cause he legit, and he had a beard, too. He had a big old beard, uh, a Unabomber beard. But because I said bomb... You're not supposed to say bomb on an elevator, man. It's a rule. Right. Yeah, because I said bomb, they were like... Oh, oh, oh. I had to go to the dean, and he was like, I know... I know what you're saying Brady but your judgment man and I was like fair enough fair enough man fair enough I won't do it again nothing really happened to me except a stern talking to but those were that was one I'll get to the other two times in a different podcast that was one time I got sent to the dean's office as a dental st- <laughs> as a professional dental student <laughs> The
0: dental student.
1: Yeah. All right, Blake. Thanks for. Hey, how can people find you? How can people hook up with you if they got more questions for you or want to see what you're up to? Um. Don't. I'll be off
0: grid. Leave okay. Don't
1: um, talk to Blake, everybody. Uh,
0: no. Um. My. Uh, you know, a project I'm really working on right now. It's kind of a passion project. Public land co. Let's so talk about at, that. Yeah. We're uh, just trying to kind of bring awareness around public lands. So everybody bitching and fighting right now. I think that get out and go out and hike some public lands. Get outdoors. Go camp, hike, hunt, whatever you do. Is there
1: there an Instagram account people can go see?
0: Yeah, uh, at Public Land Co. At Public
1: uh, Land Co. Like land, C-O. Mm -hmm. Land Co.
0: Public Public Land Co. Or just go out and hike outdoors, and I'm happy with that, too. So just go enjoy some outdoors, turn off the news.
1: Right on. I agree with that. I support that. I support that 100%. Hey, uh, thanks a lot, Blake. Appreciate you coming on. Hey, for those listening, make sure to email us that secret word. It's uh, America. To drilledpodcast at gmail.com, get your 500 bucks. And thanks for tuning in. Also, side note, we are now accepting nominations all the time. So we don't have nomination seasons. If you know someone who needs a full mouth restoration or whose life has been hindered by their dental appearance or dental work that's not feasible for them to afford, uh, please email us at drilledpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, the only rule is you cannot nominate yourself, but you can nominate someone else. Previously, we've only really opened that up. At certain moments, like seasons, cycles, but now we've decided to just let it free flow. So if you know anybody, uh, uh, send that in, and we will be able to. Uh, we want to be able to.
0: And we'll share it with the network, the implant compare network. I'll have them post something about oh, that.
1: You got to get a lot. Of
0: people that reach all the time. that are looking for stuff. You know. Not as much anymore, but yeah, we used to have a lot of people always reach out. Oh, yeah, we'll,
1: we'll connect on that. That's a, that's a, that's a super awesome uh, suggestion. Yeah. Thank you. Very generous. Okay, Thanks thank you. Me. Thank you, Blake. Thanks, everybody. Tune in next week uh, when we have... Uh, I don't know who will have somebody. So be super yeah. cool. Not as cool as Blake, but... Be Rogan. Close. Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, Join us next week with Joe Rogan on the podcast. <laughs> Later. <laughs>